Hi, welcome to the podcast. In this session, we will cover intrahepatic cholestasis of pregnancy. For an obstetrical patient who presents with itching, the initial evaluation includes a detailed history of the patient's symptoms and physical exam. The differential diagnosis of pyridis includes systemic, dermatological, and gastrointestinal disorders as well as etiologies that are more common in or unique to pregnancy. Causes of pyritis associated with pregnancy can be divided into two groups based on the presence or absence of a rash. If the patient has no rash, intrahepatic cholestasis of pregnancy, or ICP, should be suspected. In women with a prior history of ICP during pregnancy, significant and widespread pyridis without evidence of a rash should make the physician suspect recurrent ICP. Itching associated with ICP typically begins on the palms of the hands and soles of the feet and is usually worse at night. Although earlier onset disease has been reported, most patients develop symptoms in the third trimester. Risk factors include multiple gestations, chronic hepatitis C, and a previous history or family history of ICP. Laboratory evaluation should include serum bile acids. Depending on the clinical circumstances, laboratory tests that may be indicated are hepatic transaminases, direct and indirect bilirubin, and hepatitis serology panels. If other etiologies are suspected, additional tests may be required. Elevation of bile acids confirms a diagnosis of ICP, although some clinicians use a cutoff point of more than 10 to define abnormal levels, proposed cutoffs range from 6 to 20 micromole per liter. Of patients with ICP, 20 to 60% will have transaminase elevation and 20% will have mildly elevated direct bilirubin levels. So that's a clinical pearl. Of patients with ICP, 20 to 60% will have transaminase elevation and 20% will have mildly increased direct bilirubin levels. Because women with hepatitis C have an increased incidence of ICP, it's important to check for hepatitis C in the setting of ICP. Clinical and serum screening for this viral illness has been suggested. Itching with normal bile acids but abnormal liver function tests can indicate biliary obstruction or hepatitis, so further evaluation of these patients is indicated. In the rare case in which symptoms and laboratory abnormalities do not normalize after pregnancy, primary biliary cirrhosis should be considered. Okay, so what are the clinical implications of ICP? ICP is of particular importance to obstetricians because it has been connected to an increased risk of fetal complications. ICP is associated with an increased risk of preterm delivery, meconium passage, intrapartum fetal heart rate abnormalities, and even fetal death. The risk of fetal death usually is reported as less than 5%, although higher frequencies have been noted. In addition to being diagnostic for ICP, bile acid levels have prognostic value, so that's a clinical pearl. In a population-based study from Sweden, pregnancy outcomes were matched against bile acid levels. Okay, in this study, from more than 500 women with ICP, their pregnancy outcomes were stratified by bile acid levels. Approximately 80% of women had bile acid levels between 10 and 40 micromole per liter, and the remaining 20% had bile acids greater than 40. 
women with bile acids between 10 and 40 had similar outcomes compared with patients with uncomplicated pregnancies. However, women with bile acids greater than 40 were at increased risk for preterm birth, meconium stained fluid, operative delivery, APGAR scores less than 7 at 5 minutes, and an umbilical artery pH less than 7.05. No conclusions could be made regarding the association between intrauterine fetal death and bile acid levels, however. Based on this and other data, bile acid levels greater than 40 micromol per liter is considered consistent with severe ICP. In another study, in which all patients were delivered by 37 weeks, none of these morbidities were seen except for an increase in meconium passage. Okay, next, let's get into what specific treatments can improve the patient's symptoms and condition. The intense itching associated with ICP often is poorly tolerated by the patient. Itching is usually worse at night and patients complain of sleep disruption. Skin excoriation can occur from repeated harsh scratching. Therefore, one target of treatment is symptomatic relief, although some small studies have not shown superior efficacy of any one medication. Recent trials have indicated that urso deoxycholic acid has been known to be the most effective. Again, urso so deoxycholic acid, or UDCA, seems to be the most effective. In addition to providing relief of puritus, UDCA decreases serum bile acids and transaminase levels. Theoretically, lower bile acids might lower the risk of adverse fetal outcome, but no significant improvements in fetal outcome have actually been found with any medication. The starting dose of uroxydoxycholic acid usually is 300 milligrams twice daily. If symptoms persist after one week, the evening dose can be increased to 600 milligrams. If symptoms are still present, the total daily dose can be increased to 600 milligrams twice daily. Other medications for alleviating pruritus or improving laboratory test results include corticosteroids and cholestyramine. However, they have not been shown to be as effective as uroxydeoxycholic acid or have been insufficiently studied to evaluate their safety and effectiveness. All right, let's wrap up this session with a quick review about timing of delivery. The increased risk of fetal death with ICP is important when considering the timing of delivery when ICP complicates pregnancy. Now, there's no randomized trials large enough to evaluate the effect of a therapy or intervention on the risk of intrauterine fetal demise. Nonetheless, published studies have outlined a couple of management strategies. One strategy is to implement antepartum testing with delivery at 37 weeks. Alternatively, other studies suggest that early delivery may not be necessary for patients with mild ICP defined as serum bile acids less than 40 micromole per liter because adverse fetal effects clearly were more frequent in the severe group with levels above 40. Based on currently available data, an evidence-supported approach for antenatal care and timing of delivery is not really available. The patient's prior obstetrical history, symptoms, bile acid level, antenatal testing, and gestational age should all be considered when planning delivery. All right, let's wrap this up. Lastly, a quick word about recurrence of ICP in future pregnancies. The risk of recurrent ICP in a future pregnancy is between 50 and 60 percent. 
in the presence of a family history of ICP, the rate may be as high as 92%. The high rate of recurrence, observed familial tendency, and variation in incidence by ethnic background does suggest a possible genetic component to this etiology of this condition. Well, that wraps up our session covering intrahepatic cholestasis of pregnancy. We'll see you next time.